0: Hello Hi Phil. <laughs> Hello Tom
1: Why are you speaking so quietly?
0: Oh sorry, wait is that Bella? Uh yeah <laughs> How you doing?
1: Um yeah I'm, I'm okay Obviously still very much in the midst of this Cultural revolution that seems to be happening But
0: uh, I wouldn't call it that just yet
1: or yeah, yeah. Brit-
0: Britain's slower to <laughs> No, make I'm thinking the fuck on, up on as, a, a, as usual.
1: I'm thinking on a worldwide, worldwide, yeah, um, stage. I mean, perspective. oh my words are being minced to today. But anywho, this is a topic that is close to your heart, um, and mm. I, mm. well no, you initially. I feel like you've been on a journey with this because I feel like you were coming into it one way and then given the events that has happened in the past couple of weeks no you switched. say
0: that okay we'll unpack this but you say that but I don't I still hold the same views
1: okay and then I have one overriding view which I'm going to keep coming to okay. but explain cancer culture and then I'll explain my is it theory or hypothesis I don't know what
0: the term yeah cancer culture so we wanted to talk about this weeks ago and and then we just felt like with everything going on there's this kind of I guess movement that I've, I too have participated in where you know people are now talking to their families and friends about race and if they get if they hit a brick wall they just unfollow those people or they unfriend or whatever people do and the same goes for brands and there's a lot of i think what this movement has has shown is that there's as many people as there are trying to you know genuinely share information and raise raise our consciousness on this topic there are a lot a, you know maybe even more people if not as many people that are participating just from a I guess the term is performative that's probably been an overused term but it's very from a performative perspective and just trying to protect their bottom line trying to commercialize the movement trying to jump on the bandwagon and then our responses to that as kind of consumers and as you know social media users has varied there's people that have uh you know kind of come for certain brands and said you know stop stop faking it actually hire black people in your business before you start talking about Black Lives Matter um, I saw this really interesting video today from a guy on YouTube his name is one sec because I keep doing this I keep talking about stuff I've seen and I don't reference it let me go hold on let me just go into my his name is Nathan Zed uh, that is Z E D I'm, I'm just checking my history to confirm that but he spoke about uh yeah nathan zed zed he said black lives matter is trendy now and it's a 10 minute video sort of talking about how we how there's just this sort of oh no five minutes even better five minute video on how brands and and celebrities and different people are kind of jumping on this thing almost as if they don't want to get cancelled it's like to not jump on this trend would be detrimental to their bottom line
1: that's what i was saying to you the other day um That it's not necessarily like a financial gain to be involved, Mm. but it's a financial threat to not be involved.
0: Yeah. And it's the kind of fear of being cancelled. So I need to show public support for this, even if I don't actually, you know, do the work behind closed doors and I don't, you know, hire black people or look into my hiring practices or look into my unconscious biases. So, you know, there's, there's just a lot of toxicity going around that's kind of uh, dressed up as solidarity. And, you know, that's, I guess, another aspect of cancel culture that we weren't thinking about when we were thinking about recording this three, four weeks ago. And when things started to kick off, you know we thought okay well we could we could record it in the in the context that we were thinking at the time which was mainly a response to some kind of petty shit that was happening like Jimmy fallon had just been exposed and then we were going to talk about justin trudeau and doja cat was trending for a while because everyone was trying to come for her and cancel her because she expressed anti-black sentiments so this is before the black lives movement um that, you know, we wanted to talk about basically how people get cancelled based on race and what that what that looks like and where we draw the line. Um, and then, you know, this Black Lives Matter movement has exposed a whole other side to, to cancel culture that's sort of from a protective point of view. So, yeah, we can get into it. But, yeah, you so you're saying, Tom, that you think my perspective has changed in the last few weeks?
1: Yeah, because I feel like, um, for example, whereas you would have looked at... Um, some cases where people have been cancelled it's just like our oh, people are just being petty um for the sake of it i feel like we've seen cancel culture also happen again like with um with different things that are popping up um with the black life um black lives matter movement mm-hmm. um it's just to give some examples for the the pure fact that the BBC is like um had to I've, I think they've removed um I don't know if they've removed every all every single episode or if they've just removed elements of it of you know Little Britain
0: yeah
1: yeah because obviously in there it's, like David Walliams yeah. um comes you know he black faces I was uncomfortable at, at the time I get he's not coming at it from like a um he's not a racist per se but he what's the word it's not great when the representation of black people is few and far between on our media and then we see that yeah um, it's
0: like a it's rubbing salt on the moon yeah you could it, you could have just hired a black person yeah. but then
1: but and then also as well like um these statues being removed you could argue is like council culture in action obviously it's a different form or the,
0: yeah the avoidance yeah. of it yeah
1: yeah um and basically the point now just to try and tie this all up and bring it back home We've
0: just started. <laughs> no, bring no, back no, home. no, no, We're five I mean, minutes in.
1: No, I mean, as in bring you back. We want to, to wrap this
0: shit up <laughs> no, now. No, I'm not trying to wrap it up. <laughs> Let's bring this back home, guys. It's been a great combo.
1: <laughs> no, basically, I'm just saying that to say that it's a bit more. It's not just people being petty for the sake of being petty. I do feel that within it there are some justified, um, um justified acts. Or and I like another thing as well. And I'm gonna probably keep coming back to this. Is that um, this is like my Hypothesis or theory that I was talking About earlier Um, I feel like There's crazy Crazy hunger for change Just generally in society People want to enter into like A new dawn people have dreams about Trying to shift things Um, We've like there's people Talk about oh we're now in the digital age We're now in this age Like people I, I feel are just Unhappy with the current status quo Um, and it feels like, um, I, I, I'm, I'm really intrigued into this period of history and I'm actually going to, um, I'm going to set some time aside just to like understand it as best as I can. But I feel like there might be some parallels between, um, like what we're going through now and like the, the turn of the Renaissance era when they were coming out of the dark ages and like new, like there were like steps forward and like, um, in science and culture and stuff i know that was probably the the birthplace of capitalism as we know it today but then you have people like galileo you have like um leonardo da, um, da vinci and all of these like there was like a yeah, mass of right. lightning you, and awakening i'm bringing it back the, so basically no, the reason why i want to study that and see if I, there's any parallels with now is just like was there that same hunger because obviously these guys mm-hmm. had just come off the back of the black death um oh sorry they're doing drilling outside <laughs> <laughs> one entle, they're soaring like uh, a cement block it's oh just one block so I don't know how long that's going to be there uh, right
0: finish your thought and then we might move
1: okay yeah so basically <laughs> sorry guys that's really thrown me off um
0: Black Death.
1: Yeah, yeah. So they've just come off the back of their plague and stuff. And basically I just wanna see if there's like any same hallmarks like in terms of like society's hunger for change and stuff. Because I feel like a lot behind a lot of these like council cultures that um acts that we see um in the Here and Now is like um, a desire lying calling for change. A desire to move towards better standards of some sort or to and I know it might not come out in the healthiest way Or people's like sensitivity levels are jacked up To like the highest of high yeah. But I, I do feel like People are just like at their core Are just searching to become better Because we are surrounded by like examples That we're not exactly happy with yeah. I feel like society today is not happy With the status quo And this is one of the ways that it's manifesting itself That's
0: like bubbling up yeah. to the
1: Yeah, because also as well Like another form of cancel culture And, and it might not be seen like council culture to those people because these are the same people that would be arguing against council culture but like you know when you've got like the rust belt in a in the United States or you've got the northern labor towns um the yeah. old coal mining towns and stuff like they cancelled like their traditional um, uh, political ties to go for what they see as like the like a, a real change and stuff and I feel like so that you,
0: in that se- so you're saying that in the form of voting for conservative or voting for Trump yeah right
1: but again I know these people like on the cultural front will be arguing against council culture because that is I feel like there's another aspect of it as well is like like you know do you know what the culture was yeah yeah so like I feel like the right wait
0: can you explain it to people that don't know oh my days wars?
1: this is really it's really huge well
0: you can't just drop something <laughs> like that in a podcast and not talk about it
1: it's really I hope I don't do it a disjustice I mean an injustice. A disservice. In disservice. Sorry, I'm, I'm on edge because there's this is stupid soaring in the background. Well, let's change. It. Let's move. <laughs>
0: okay. Pause. Right. Pause it then.
1: <laughs> okay, we're back. So we've relocated to the bedroom. So hopefully the sound is still okay. But anywho, so as I was saying, um, and
0: also sorry if um, if there's construction that happens on this side of that of the flat, then we're just gonna have to call it a day because those
1: neighbors are doing their garden at the back aren't they yeah they've like redone their entire house like they've basically taken what would have been four flats and have turned it into their we're we're a place with big
0: money you know like (laughs) anyway
1: a whole townhouse for three floors anywho um yeah so i was talking about the culture war um so the culture war just to summarize it is the cultural conflict between social groups um in this it would be between like the left wing and the right wing and essentially it's the struggle to um establish dominance for their um so their for their social values their beliefs and their practices um so yeah i think so basically if there's issues that polarize um people so for example taxation or it would be around um women and like like for example how how do we view women and how they're represented or it will be around race um issues or it will be around basically anything where um the left wing and the right wing seem diametrically opposed to each other and people like seems to like be on one side of the argument or the other for um that's that could be seen as like where the culture war is happening so to bring it back to council culture um a lot of a lot of the times when people are being cancelled um from what i'm seeing anyway it's because people are doing things that could be seen as like more f- i'm gonna use the term far far right ideologies or things that are perpetuated by those um so for example um what's the word like okay so somebody that's on the far far right i'm not i'm not trying to Say that everyone that has right wing views or is right of center is a far right person, they're not going to be as aggrieved by like acts of racism mm-hmm. or like racist speech. They're not going to think that that person needs to be cancelled on that basis because they might hold views that like support white supremacy. Mm-hmm. um Again, I'm talking about far right people, these are like extreme circumstances. The um, KKK. Example. Yeah. Yeah. So, for example, if somebody used to be, it was found to be like a former kkk grand wizard or something they wouldn't see that as a reason to cancel that person Mm -hmm. or if somebody was um really heavy on like um the mass incarceration of like black people or um if they're against like i'm using really extreme examples but i hope i'm like um Mm -hmm. pushing the point like they have their priorities and their values and their beliefs and they feel that by these people being cancelled that seem to represent some of those values and beliefs that they are losing some of the um the 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 battle like that's why you hear the term like snowflake like oh you're too soft to handle our views or um there's the whole thing of like you're in an echo chamber or to some degree we we all are but Mm -hmm. um yeah the culture war it plays out in so many different um facets of our life and i feel like um council culture is one of the places where the battle is constantly being fought Mm. um so yeah that's just a brief summary of that and where i currently stand um, and my hypothesis so in terms of like we're on the dawn of a of a new revolution or at least people want a revolution they want change but we just have different opinions on how to do it and, and how to get there yeah and the culture war is just one like sign of that war that's taking place in society
0: yeah Fair play. That was a great episode. Thanks, everyone.
1: <laughs> <laughs> no, but obviously we can talk a bit more broadly or talk about specific situations. Like, I want to know what what was it that tipped it over the edge for you that made you think that this is something that we need to address.
0: I just so I don't I don't even listen to Doja Cat. I don't even know what her actual name is. I don't even. I just know, because I don't know if everyone knows this, but I'm, like, super down and I'm on TikTok. Like, I don't know if I've, I've said that before. <laughs>
1: Should I play a quick snippet out if
0: no. you No, she's what? a chart-topping superstar now. But anyway, a lot of... What the fuck was that? Did a bird just fly into our window?
1: No, oh, it was the door, the, the window stopper thing, it just popped off. Fucking up. That was
0: <laughs> I literally thought a pigeon flew into her and no one crashed into it. Um, have been funny. So yeah, so she anyway, she, she was kind of kicking off on TikTok and obviously I'm a twelve year old boy inside, so I'm like really like into all of that all of that going on. And um and then everyone started coming for her and it was just really bizarre sort of shift on TikTok. And it was basically something had resurfaced it's always a resurfacing it's never what somebody actually does now it's always what they did in 20 years ago or five years ago or whatever that's not to say that it shouldn't be called out it's just you know naturally we all I, i'm kind of like skipping over my points here i'll, I'll explain what happened um so you know she somebody resurfaced that she had kind of anti-black sentiments and this is this is a mixed-race woman yeah this is somebody that is half black half white i think and you know she's she's expressed anti-black kind of views or problematic views about blackness and then you know all the people that support on tiktok were like she's canceled doja's canceled and then she had to do this big old instagram live or this big video kind of talking through all the stuff that was said and what her views are and and then everyone was like okay yeah we we're, we're good with doja now we we're, we're okay with doja and um and then what, a week later, Jimmy Fallon comes out, resurfaces. He did Blackface once upon a time in a college party or some shit. And again, you know, everyone coming for him and saying, You're cancelled, you're cancelled. And then he has to do this big apology. I've learned my lesson. I know I know I now know how problematic that was. I'm sorry, da da. And it reminded me, the first thing reminded me of Maya Jama, who is a radio. Well, former radio host in this country, TV presenter, social media influencer, and at the time, this was a few years years back, right? Like she ever her old tweets making fun of dark skinned black women resurfaced, and she is half half Somali. Yeah, she's half black. Yeah, and, she's
1: Somali and Swedish.
0: Yeah, so she's she's mixed race, but she's she's she is not white passing by any stretch like she's a she's a black woman and you know everyone started coming for her and then she had to go on a podcast and say you know this and and her her kind of response to it is the response that I I I as someone who isn't black and I can't speak I can't I can't talk about what is or isn't acceptable about blackness and about how people respond to blackness as somebody that isn't black. I can't speak to that. But what I can speak to is her sentiment of th- the fact that we the things we say in the past don't necessarily represent our present and that the things we say are a reflection of our our kind of inf- what we were influenced by at that time. And particularly for when it comes to race, you know, we have to we have to allow we can't go off and cancel black women for for expressing anti-black sentiments if they have expressed the reasons why they felt that way does that make sense Mm. like my drama expressed how she had developed a as a way of trying to find belonging she she tried to basically like go along with the jokes and she now realizes that at the end of the day like coming for dark-skinned black women does not help her cause as a black woman and that she now recognizes beauty in all forms and da 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 um and then Doja Cat had to kind of come through and talk about how raised as somebody who like I, I something about she wasn't she was how how can we expect Doja Cat to to, to defend blackness if she doesn't even know really know what blackness is as somebody that was raised to not really understand blackness
1: I have a question because I, I get what you're trying to lay out here and there are obvious questions I could ask but the one that I that's burning the most in my mind is when somebody gets found out for something that they've done in the past or they've done something that's deemed worthy of being potentially cancelled in the eyes of the masses yeah um and then they come out and they explain themselves Or they offer up an apology plus, like, explain what their headspace was at that time and all of that thinking. How does that affect how you feel about that person? Do you think it helps or do you feel like... Because, you know, I've I've also seen, like, people making mockeries of, like, when brands or companies make apologies or, like...
0: And this is the thing. I think people and brands are very different and they should be treated differently. Because another example has just come to mind, which you saw, was Nella Rose, who's this black um, woman on YouTube. Very successful. And then again, you know, some old tweets came out about her making fun of black black people, black women, blacks. You know, basically um, jokes where black people were the butt of the joke, and she basically was super honest in this in this video saying, "Look, like I'm a dark-skinned black woman, and I had I had internalized a level of self-hatred, and I was ashamed of my rate of my skin color, and I was projecting that onto other people and making fun of other people." And she realizes how disgusting that was. Um, So when somebody expresses where their head is at and expresses where they're coming from. And, and, you know, it doesn't mean that you have to, like, bear your heart out, like, kind of um, wear your heart on your sleeve and, like, bear all. But what it does, it does show, though, is that if you're willing to have an honest conversation about why you had certain views, it opens up a dialogue. And that's, I guess, what we need what the culture wars if we're going to kind of win the culture war or whatever i don't think winning it means that one side wins and the other side loses i think winning it means that we have an open discussion about what what is acceptable for all of us
1: i feel like that's part of the problem as well is that a lot of these discussions happen afterwards so like and I know it's, it might be like searching for a needle in a haystack, but like, for example, if more conversations around pressing topics or topics that cause people harm were happening, it might allow opportunities for somebody to be like, hmm, actually, upon reflection, I remember a time when I was foul of that particular yes. um incident. That's what I mean by the needle in the haystack because it's you don't some more times than none. It seems like these people don't realize it, like they forget about it, and then it comes out and then it hits them like a two by four between the eyes or something. Like it's just I I have another like another thought or another theory has come to mind, and unfortunately I don't feel like we'll be able to explore this sufficiently because of what I'm about to say, um, which is I feel like this might be a uniquely. Um, uk slash us experience and the reason why i say that is because i feel like if you look at the leaders in both societies so um the us with the um like the democrats and the republicans or here um like both like in terms of like the way um politics is like this like the political the state of the political discourse it's very adversarial it's very winner takes all yeah um and i feel like that also plays out um, like you for example you said like um examples of like successful people and people feel affronted by that person's success mm-hmm. so they feel like they need to take it upon themselves to do anything and everything to bring that person down that's when you do get the whole thing of like people going through old tweets that's when you get the whole thing of like mm-hmm. if somebody says anything that offends a, a particular um race group or or, or a particular success, um, sex doesn't even have to be race a particular section of society like it's it's pretty much all guns blazing and then the other thing as well is like um another like we have to realize that i feel like the impact of like the demand for like 24-hour news cycles like everybody's always fir- yeah. what's, what's one of the first things we do like or at some point during the day we're always on twitter we're seeing what's trending well people are sat at home watching cnn or fox news or yeah. like there's and you pick and the ones that you like to yeah you and, pick
0: the echo chamber that you're that and, you're happy with
1: and then not even that so then there's all these old, like or small and independent um news um companies and whatnot and i feel like obviously the journalists and whatnot they're under pressure to keep delivering and to like because uh, at the end of the day as long as they're writing stories and they're keeping their bottom line going like that's all they care well that's not all necessarily they care about but it's 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 very important to their own survival um so i feel like that like is a big contributing factor and we're now all brought up in this culture where we're like any opportunity we have to seize it and like run it up the flagpole and and because i guarantee you i've not even seen what's going to happen but there'll probably be scandals between um trump and might and biden oh in in this upcoming election left like it's gonna be like who's
0: the most racist i mean we know who wins and then the sad
1: thing about it is because it's so damn adversarial um is like it keeps good people away because now Mm -hmm. if you're a good person and you know that you have like maybe one or two things that might be you might not be you know proud of but it it exists you did it you are responsible like you're not gonna put yourself for knowing the lynching you'll get in 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 society yeah like it like like for example i guarantee you now if you want to like i feel sorry for like kids and like growing up now because everything they do is going to be monitored at least with like our generations or the ones before like the breadcrumbs not everything was so damn transparent Mm -hmm. so and it could be as simple these days as like you liked a a particular post that you're not even responsible for but because you liked it it means you've shown your support for it which means you support the ideals and everything else that goes with it and i just don't know this is the negative side of the of the culture war because we're all so highly strong and it's we're we're so damn devastated divided it's it's just become like it's and i the the sad thing is i don't until like steps are taken to like um you know have consensus this is why i'm so damn passionate about like um what's it called having like proportional representation and stuff because yeah allow time and space for people in society to feel like they are part of a broad coalition rather than like i'm in my small little group and and i'm gonna have to go against you like, and I feel like we're just all on edge, like, on so, across so many ranges of issues. And, like, because political discourse has been like ruined and tarnished, and people are constantly getting one over each other, people are constantly being bitter and rude and stuff. It just poisons the water. So, you know, that when you've been affronted and it's now your time to go against somebody or to out someone, like, you're, yeah, you're it's not what you've back. been taught. Like, you've been taught that it's your turn to, like, as you said, no hold, bud, like, don't hold back. Like, it's just, I feel like we are in real, real trouble and we haven't really realized it. And that's, that's from a, as like, I'm trying to come at it from an objective standpoint. I'm not trying to say that it's the other side they need to get their act together or my side needs to get its act together. But I'm just saying that I feel like we've, yeah, it's, 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 it's actually kind of sad, but I feel like, I wish we had somebody from, like, say, Europe where they have consensus, or maybe an Eastern, uh, like, um, what's the word, like an, an Asian country, like, where there's, like, um a different system where they might have elements of communism, or... I like, and I know that's crazy. Yeah, I'm not what, trying are you, to, what
0: are you? What
1: are you? I know what you're
0: trying to say. You're trying to say like.
1: I just want to know what is somebody from a different system. What are they? What? What? What are the discussions? Yeah. Do they experience the same things? I'm not trying to, like, esp- I'm not trying to say let's be communist. Screw that. Like, China, yeah. I don't want to be like China where there's no freedom of of you know.
0: Of thought. Or
1: thought. <laughs> like what they're doing in Hong Kong now is like scary. Like it's just yeah. I'm just do you get what i'm saying yeah oh, cool.
0: i get it in terms of thinking about how this relates to the current conversation around black lives matter what do what do you think around cancelling people that don't that are basically racist right like, because my because my feeling is as much as and i can't how do i explain this um
1: this is by the way this is why i'm saying that I feel like I'm kinda happy we've had this conversation now because it's added a different layer of Layup. nuance yes. and to the conversation. Because before um, this all went down, we could have probably answered that really easily. But now because we're mindful of of like how it can be detrimental, it's not as easy to answer this question.
0: Yeah. I mean I have I have my personal opinion on this and I wanna I wanna see if you what you think of, of what I'm about to say because the Black Lives Matter movement So kind of talking about cancel culture in general, my general feeling is that if you are, it depends on the response, if someone calls you out and you're not open to listening and you're not open to apologising or seeing the wrong, then you know you deserve to be cancelled or if you kind of vehemently defend your actions and you are blinded to the impact of your actions and you don't want to even at least have a conversation about your actions then that shows where your head is at and that you don't deserve to be forgiven because if you've if you've done a wrong and someone and you don't think it's a wrong but someone's told you it's a wrong and here is why and you still won't listen to that that's a problem yeah that's that's my general feeling on cancel culture if you're out to if you see it and it's a wrong someone's called you out on it and you recognize it and you apologize and you show action to actually reform yourself perfect we need you the same reason why there was mad problems with the me too movement where women were just calling out men left right and center you said this back in 2016 hey as easy sorry well that's that's a nuanced kind of thing but um my 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 general reason i bring brought brought this up was that you know there was a lot of pushback kind of with that saying look at the end of the day for women to have gener- for, to have a breakthrough and to feel and to to be part of society in in all in all ways that are equal we need men ultimately that's what we need we need men to step up for us we need men to to, to ride for us we need men to recognize their mistakes if they've made them and make a concerted effort to change their ways or to influence their their circles and it's the exact same thing with race as i, I I'm, I'm kind of thinking is that you know there is this kind of movement at the moment where we're seeing a lot of white people we're seeing you know all of this stuff going wrong and, and a lot of white people are not actually thinking about hold on a minute why is it I need to check myself first and foremost because why is that i only started to care about this in the last three weeks firstly and in terms of caring about it in the last three weeks following that what have I done about it in the last three weeks have I just been telling other people off for being racist have I just been cancelling other f- my friends or cancelling brands or cancelling you know people that um, I've I've tried to open up a conversation about race but they weren't having it, having it so I've cancelled them no 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 you need to step back just because you've woken up in the last three weeks does not mean that you now have licence to go and cancel every other white person in your life that has not woken up in the last three weeks because where were you in the last three years where were you in the last 30 years everyone has their moment everyone has their wake up call and at the end of the day if you've had it this this comes in it's it's there's layers to it because if you and I'm only speaking about people by the way brands should have been knowing this so I don't have any sympathy for brands that have just suddenly woken up like you've had many an opportunity to look up diversity in the workplace to look up you know making sure your hiring, hiring practices are fair and equal to make sure that you're if you're creating products for all people why are you not listening to all people why are you not sourcing opinions and voices from all people that's a separate conversation in terms of people like people in your life directly you know having one conversation with your problematic uncle and then cancelling him because he's not no that it doesn't stop there and I guess like my, my feeling is that you know white people are very quick to try and find some kind of moral high ground to say well I've woken up in the last three weeks you know I've been sharing posts I've been liking stuff I've had some conversations so you know I I'm, I'm with it now and I'm woke and everyone else you can fuck off no sit down sit down because if you haven't been doing this work for since you were born then you've got some catching up to do and this I include myself in that that's why I'm not I'm not one to say like if I'm having conversations with people it's it's one it's like it's how do I explain this it's like one of many it's not the end it's not the end and what I've realized is that my my initial kind of feeling like I was just kind of taking this as like using me as an example um like, I've I've been, like, looking at this shit for a while. It's not to excluse, exclude myself from the discussion, but it's just to say that this is an example of somebody that's, like, has been learning about this stuff. And then I thought, you know what, like, if this... Like, we were talking about in the last episode, like, if this movement's taught us anything, it's, like, maybe it's giving white people a chance to... Um, oh, no, we weren't talking about the white in the episode. I was talking to my brother, do you remember? And he was saying, you know, maybe this movement is just giving white people a chance to actually vocalize their care for this issue so they might have been doing this work internally but now they're deciding to to, to speak on it and this is the chance to speak on it and i'd say I, I fall in that category of somebody that like has been doing this stuff but now it's like my chance to speak on it and educate people on, on, in my life and it, it's worked just you know to a large extent there's a lot of people that have reached out a lot of people that are like in on it now and but what I realized is that there was a few times in the in that journey in the last two weeks of kind of like educating and and basically incessant posting and calls and conversations many calls more calls than I can you know I've, I've had in the last two months I've had in the last two weeks and my my kind of feeling was like if you're not getting this leave like unfollow me like please like i don't how many times can i like ram it down your throat to care about black people before you start caring about black people um and i think you know there's layers to this because it's like at, at a certain point you do need to cancel people or unfollow people or yeah, not have people in like, your life
1: no, um like setting your own personal standards or having yes. your own personal boundaries yes. and if somebody violates that boundary then that means you're not being congruent with what you value and what you believe in
0: yes and at a certain point there's like many there's many black people that have white friends that have never given a shit about this and they're now questioning okay what who who am i allowing in my life who am i calling who am i calling a friend and there's 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 people that are cutting people out of their life because it is no longer safe for them it's no longer makes sense for them to have people in their life that aren't going to be allies like from a from from a kind of protective or or um a self-care perspective yeah but for white people we don't get to just cancel people because they're not racist because we we are the key to opening them up and that's what I've realized is that, you know, my my propensity to kind of say, like, here's all the information. I'm giving you so much information. Please care about this. I'm here. Please talk to me. Please talk to me. I'm here. I'm, I'm a safe space that like, you can you can come to me. And that worked. It worked. Yeah. But there's a lot of people that didn't d- didn't take up the offer. And I was getting angry at that. And I was thinking, like, don't be posting a blackout Tuesday black black square if you're not going to actually do the work and I was calling that out too and I was saying like if you're seeing people that are putting out this black square and then doing fuck all or if you're seeing brands are doing that then unfollow them don't support their work don't don't have people in your life that are just going to be performative but then what I didn't say as a kind of a comma to that is no I actually thought maybe I, I think I did say like reach out to them talk to them like talk to them call them out on it because, you know, we need, as white people, we need to bear the brunt of those conversations and we need to bear the brunt of, of, of having the uncomfortable discussions around race. And if we're seeing white people that aren't engaging in it or don't want to engage in it for whatever reason, instead of just saying, well, they're racist, fuck them, we are the key to opening them up again. And so i kind of have sort of learned that and and i think i've been my i've basically my blood's been boiling more times this last few weeks than i can remember just purely from the fact of seeing people's silence um and a kind of performance and i've struggled with that and i think what i've come to understand like my conclusion to all of this is that ultimately what can i do I have more influence if I can actually open up a space for them to talk and to actually like bring them into a conversation with somebody who understands where they're coming from. I I know their headspace. I get it and I want to talk to you about it. I'd rather do that than cut you out of my life entirely and and then I've lost you. And this is kind of what I've been talking to a lot of people the last few uh, last week is like who, um is saying like uh, people of color i mean is saying like look you if you want to be part of this conversation like it's it might be difficult for you to be part of this conversation and to actually listen to a lot of white ignorance a lot of people that are kind of espousing white like kind of supremacist views but if you want to be part of that fair play because at the end of the day if we don't talk to them who will Who will? We're we're losing them to the wolves. Like we don't. Who's gonna grab them and reel them back in and talk to them? And this is the thing about this this movement in particular. It's just so important. Is that Black Lives Matter can't just be this week or next week. It has to be forever. And the work can can never stop for white people. So my kind of feeling is, you know, yes, you need to have some personal boundaries. You need to kind of know where you're going with this. But the conversations never stop and the reason I know this is that I've had many conversations about my faith with people Um, and a lot of people have come to me expressing views that Islam is terrorism and at the end of the day like I can't just cancel people that have views about my faith that are incongruent with with what the reality of the faith is. But I have to be open to those conversations and like try and speak to them on their level and get them to see where I'm coming from. And sometimes it's worked and sometimes it hasn't. But I just, that's kind of my feeling on it. And it's not to say that black people should bear the brunt of this, by the way. It absolutely shouldn't. Um, at the end of the day, there's a lot of white fragility for a reason, like white people are afraid. As soon as you say to someone they're racist, like they clam up. So what do we do about that? Well, we we open up the dialogue. We we take care of them. We ha- hold their hand. And uh, you know, better me to do it, somebody that's not actually burdened by racism. Better, better I do it than you know, someone that is burdened by it and has to listen to that shit every day.
1: Um that's my
0: piece. Sorry about that little lecture. Uh I'll uh, I'll drop out now.
1: <laughs> no, just a few things. I feel like the word um what
0: do you think about that
1: well i feel like as i said like it just goes back to my point because of the way our discourse is and because of how tribal people are the, the time and space in the room required to like um, have patience for people and like try and get your points across in different ways and knowing that it might not always just take one interaction; that it might take several before that person sees the light just doesn't yeah. seem to be in, in in play at the moment um and as i said before like yeah if more conversations around topics could happen before like that person gets found out so that they can have the time and space to probably like acknowledge their ills and wrongs yeah That's that's one other thing that needs to go that needs to start happening a bit more and then also as well like um i feel like people need to check themselves that they're not getting whipped up into the hysteria of like cancelling someone just for the sake of it because it's that coming from a is... morally superior place yeah, right so i feel like like if you're being patient and like taking your time and seeing if there is ways you can reach that person. Because yeah. ultimately like look connect, that person connect is, with them, find a yeah, connection. That person is not where you are. Like, But it, don't nobody, don't
0: forget you might have been there before. Yeah. That's what I'm saying. But
1: yeah, but but yes as well, it's just like they're coming from a different place. Like not everyone like we might the destination might be the same in terms of where we would like all to, to be, what kind of society we'd like to live in. But the routes that we're all number one, we're all starting from different places. So yeah. then routes are naturally gonna be different that we take to get to that place. And, and I, then, I
0: just need you to get to that place. That's that's what we're saying, right? It's just as long as you get there, just get there. Yeah,
1: but I'm just saying people need to be mindful that it's gonna take some people longer than others. Yes um and it might be a case of like look you might not be the person to bring that person to the place and then in, in that case you're yes you might be cancelling that person and being like okay yo, i can't deal with you but you can do it in a way that isn't so like vitriolic or like yes. throwing the person under the bus yeah like leave them to like leave them some Certainly semblance don't, of
0: don't sign off with you're a racist i can't deal with you because that that won't well no help sometimes either. some
1: people need to hear that but like if they're being ignorant or whatever of their but anywho, look, I just the point that I'm trying to make is is that like, um, yes, have your values. Yes, have like things you stand by and things things you won't stand for. Yes. But like, also, don't forget the merits of being compassionate, being kind, remembering that person's a human being. And then just one thing I want to say. In even terms if they've
0: expressed so much, if, if a com- com- even if they've expressed a lack of humanity, don't forget your own. Don't forget yeah. that you you know just because they were unkind to you or they they said racial slurs in front of you or whatever don't forget that you know you you can express kindness and compassion to try and get to the heart of the issue get to the heart of the person
1: and just one thing just like on the on the black on the black issue um which i'm (laughs) anywho um is just that i feel like because it's okay this is it seems to have struck the chord of like okay tribalism you're either for black lives or you're or you're against it yeah um, and whatnot but I feel like what's being like what's missing here is people arguing for black lives are just asking for equality they're not asking to overtake they're not asking for supremacy they're just asking for the that their basic human rights are are respected and that they're able to live their life in peace without without like being subjected to um, either racial abuse or yeah. a like discrimination. Or, discrimination or falling foul of a system, so they're just asking that the system could change yeah. so that it allows, like, and what is it, an equality of opportunity? Yeah, or like, in, do you get what I'm yeah. saying? It's just I feel like people that message might not being received right, and again, this just goes to it that you might not necessarily be the person to communicate to that person. Like they they might need it said to them in a different way, but I don't, do. you get what I'm saying? I'm, just, I get what you're saying. Uh, and outside of like the the black issue, just yeah, like just have some space or time, and like just allow. As I said, just be compassionate, be like understanding as best as you can. But if you find it really intolerable, like fair enough, yeah. but just try and do it in a way that doesn't totally destroy the person. Um, if possible, I know some people need to be outed and and reprimanded, um,
0: but I don't. I don't think black people should be doing this. By the way,
1: no, I'm just. I'm talking like yeah. about broader issues. I'm not yeah. necessarily sp- specifically talking about the yeah the black issue because con- cancel culture like pops its head up in so many yeah. different areas. It's of it's so our lives. yeah. You're right. And yeah, it just so happens that racism is the main is, one. That's the, the hot button one, but, but yeah, it, it, it happens Like this is what I'm saying. It's like a real clash between two different ideologies and i'm really intrigued to see again as i said at the start like what are the parallels with like um with the renaissance because i'm thinking of like people that were cast like castigating um galileo when he was saying that the earth is not flat or Mm -hmm. um we still have those people now for Whitley. or (laughs) the vitriol that came his way or like like and then also as well um yeah, just if there, if this is just a problem that's unique to us in in like the UK and the US because of like well, our tribal not. nature. We
0: just mentioned something outside of the UK. No, but, but I mean, it's just kind you, of I a mean, Eurocentric in the here, yeah, idea.
1: In the, in the here and now, like because I I really do feel like the like I keep coming back to it. I feel like the tribal stuff has not helped us mm. because it, it's like drawn lines it's why like if we want to bring it back to the black issue like because we've become so entrenched in positions mm. and so immovable or so like not as understanding That it's, it's no wonder why the um when it comes to like race relations that it doesn't really be seem to like doesn't seem to be much time of day given from the other side like it's just because it's already just a hostile situation it's not it's it's winner takes all it's like i can't allow you to make any strides forward i can't allow you to to think just because you pulled down a statue that i'm gonna stand for this that's why you got like had all those like racist peeps up in Hertfordshire standing outside their war memorial like they can't allow you to have any because of how entrenched things are because of how conditioned we are as a society to be very tribal and it just plays out and this is just one more example in a long list that's where but as i said the main takeaway the thing that you can actually act on is just like remember your compassion remember that other persons a human despite the fact that you might have a significant difference of opinion with them and just try not to rip them apart too much
0: i would say though that this doesn't apply to brands like brands should have been knowing shit about gender equality race equality like and not even brands just companies companies in general should shouldn't be no should be knowing better and doing better I and if the, the and when there. we where we have spending power we should yeah. we should direct it to causes and businesses and companies that actually you know share our views yeah. we shouldn't be throwing money at a company that has a history of racism or or gender inequality right yeah. so as a as a consumer we different rules apply and our money does go some way to to demonstrate where our our priorities lie um so kind of we talked about last week about supporting black owned businesses that's that's a way of physically putting our money to where our mouth is but equally it's about withdrawing money from where our mouth like from companies that that say the opposite that do the opposite um i mean there's so many companies out there that have a history of um of, you know issues in this in this area and, and the gender as well there's a instagram page you you guys may be interested in looking at called pull up or shut up no it's called pull up for change and the hashtag is pull up or shut up and it's a a, a woman who owns uoma beauty so it's a black owned beauty company put out a call for all brands to basically expose and and uh, reveal their their kind of gender and uh race well primarily race black how many black own black people are in their executive and leadership positions and you know it's a movement i mean it's a really interesting instagram page i, I encourage you to look at it uh, a lot of companies have you know revealed their th- their numbers and it's woeful it's, it's unbelievable how many companies you know particularly if they've got branding that's very kind of you know, oh like oh we're so down but actually the people in the higher ups the decision makers are you know uniformly white or or male or a lot of companies have kind of said you know well we've, we've got a lot of white women on our well we've got a lot of women and and she's going yeah but what about black women you know it's not enough to say you've got a lot of white women on your team and that's a lot of that's a lot of the problem is that we we love to sort of um kind of cherry-pick the, the the quotas that we're, we're cool with you know what I mean as opposed to just accepting all people and saying that it's, it's it wouldn't it be great to have different perspectives in a business to inform better decisions for your customers you know um even just thinking about university like how many how many of the how many black professors were on our reading lists you know at uni and how if if there were more how how much more kind of interesting or or varied would our education on the subjects be if we had different perspectives as opposed to just white old white men you know so that's a thought but pull up for change is a really great instagram account that you can look at in terms of accountability for brands and i think cancel culture is is a real thing when it comes to brands and companies um, because our spending power in on mass really does make a difference but in terms of people and your you know people in your life personal relationships a different approach should be taken i think
1: um you know what i'm thinking about right now like when you're talking about companies and stuff the fact that um what's it called have you seen what's trending today about sainsbury's
0: no <laughs> what
1: so um this morning what's w- happened now so this morning i woke up okay basically like. So this is the this is how Sainsbury's got brought into the foray, okay? And this is how the culture war plays out. So um, yesterday, Tower Hamlets and the Canal and River Trust, um, yeah. who own this patch of land in West India Key in in by Canary Wharf, um, outside the Museum of Do- Docklands, on that land owned by the Canal and River Trust, st- stood the statue of Robert Milligan, who. Um, was basically a slave trader. Mm-hmm. So yesterday, they took it upon themselves, and I think there was with some consent from like the local um local council, yeah, and like people would petition the council to remove this um to remove the statue. Um, the Museum of Docklands, which is basically in front where the statue was in front of, they've been screaming for years. Can you remove this statue? Can you remove this statue? So then a bunch of right wingers. Um far right wingers I should say um found out that the museum one of the museum's massive benefactors the person that gives the museum money is lord sainsbury yeah who basically owns sainsbury's um so they then decided that oh, wow. we're going to start boycotting um sainsbury's because it doesn't um what's it called it doesn't sit with our our values we want these statues to be standing and stuff so do you get what? I feel like the opposite is happening that they're People trying you... to take on the oh tactics and like it this whole thing is blown up and it's just now it, it's a bit bizarre well, but also, basically if you go shopping yeah. in Sainsbury's today um you won't see any racists supporting it because so here's a tweet. People are <laughs> this saying is so so there's
0: a ha- hashtag boycott Sainsbury's. People are saying hashtag boycott Sainsbury's because because Lord Sainsbury has urged st- statues of slave owners to be taken down. It shows how effed up our country is. Is that you're boycotting a supermarket because the owner is against slavery? Um, also, this reminds me of this what a like dreamy down to me. a dreamy thing that happened on Twitter with Yorkshire Tea. Ah, oh, chef kiss like unbelievable remember yeah
1: yorkshire tea and pg tips
0: so somebody somebody tweeted oh it's i have to actually like find it verbatim because it's just so beautiful um so somebody tweeted you know i'm so glad that yorkshire tea hasn't said anything on this like all of this racist nonsense like you know so glad that yorkshire tea is like with us the right the writers the right wingers whatever um where is it It tweets it basically basically, yeah yeah, hold on let me find it here it is i'm dead chuffed that yorkshire tea hasn't supported blm with a massive smiley face and then they reply please don't buy our tea again we're taking some time to educate ourselves and plan proper action before we post we stand against racism hashtag black lives matter and then the thread keeps going where they're like oh i'm so disappointed in you um and then someone said, oh, I'm going to have to stop buying Yorkshire tea and go back to go to PG Tips. And then PG Tips came back and said, no, you can't, you're not going to find any support here. We're against racism. Black Lives Matter. So now there's like, you know, people in that camp are now boycotting Sainsbury's, Yorkshire Tea, PG Tips. I mean, where where are you going to go in the end? You know, obviously there's going to be places that will have you, but I just think it's it's quite funny that you know in terms of that that sentiment about boycotting brands it does go both ways um and you know it's not going to solve very much but what it can do is just demonstrate where your spending power goes and ultimately it's it's about showing I guess putting yeah putting your money where your mouth is and and supporting companies or not supporting companies depending on you know what what they think and and it's not like they'll they'll die they'll they'll carry on they'll have their supporters but you're just not going to be one of them and that's okay you know if tesco comes out today and says we're super racist like fuck all black people i mean i'm <laughs> just gonna have it. to i'm just gonna have to stop shopping there and it doesn't mean that you know I, i'm I mean, that's it i mean that's just it it just has to be it that just has to be where i draw the line
1: but like again from an like and this i know as a black person it feels weird to say this from an objective standpoint, this is like I feel like it's kind of trippy. Like when you stand back and look at it, because you're gonna essentially end up with like two universes, mm. and like it's just and hopefully their one dies out because not enough companies will like support that shit and like.
0: Well, where are you? But, what employer? Where are your employees going to come from? If you're super anti-immigration and and anti, you know anti-black people, I mean, where are you? The whole point of this is that systematic and systemic racism is, has ensured that people that are in lower income backgrounds tend to be and it's not to say there's not a white working class there is but people that are in lower income housing lower income jobs lower you know it, it there's it's there's it's racial so when you want someone stacking your shelves sorry but good luck like you're not gonna do you know what i mean anyway
1: I guess it like you know just one point, um, and I'm gonna jump, try and should jump. We, off should we this, like, yeah, let's like call like, it a day. Like, basically, it just, <laughs> I feel like here the fundamentals of your argument is what's gonna win out. So like the fact that we fundamentally just want basic human rights for all, <laughs> I feel like we'll win the day because I don't see much brand siding with people that are racist like i'm i'm sorry but you guys are it's not gonna too have risky anything. at this yeah. point like the just i don't know hopefully they'll they'll someone will break it the story to them in the right way and they'll finally put two and two together and realize that they're getting all hot under the collar for nothing no one's coming with the whip to come like come and get the revenge for you like, well it's just, some people
0: are but it's not for everyone it's just not
1: i don't know i just it's
0: just yeah,
1: it's an unnecessary. Like we shouldn't be. It shouldn't be this hard. Yeah,
0: I know. But it's like it's like talking to toddlers. Now here's, here's why doing. all lives matter and it's one upmanship. Apply.
1: It's one upmanship. They're like, okay, so they're canceling brands that are racist or having. So well, we're gonna cancel Sainsbury's. Yeah, we're gonna it's boycott Sainsbury's.
0: Just, yeah.
1: But yeah, as I said, but it's it's not just with race issues it, it cuts across a whole plethora yeah. of things yeah. but yeah it's just that that's the most prevalent one at the, at the end moment. of the day
0: like i'm i'm not going to close the door on conversations if someone's like a like full on trump i mean here's a great here's a really beautiful example of this and i'll i'll leave this here we'll kind of we'll end it after this yeah mm. let me find this example this this man in america black man
1: what black voices for trump
0: no, oh. he, I'll find his name so you can go look him up, guys. He is a guy who, sorry for my microphone's jacked up. He's a guy who's basically spent a lot of his time and dedicated a lot of his time to going to KKK rallies um, to basically talk people down from from the ledge. His name is Daryl Davis, D-A-R-Y-L Brave man. Davis, African-American man. And he has a TED talk on this. So just Google uh, Darrell Davis, KKK, and a lot of stuff will come up. He's done a lot of interviews on this. But his, his perspective is 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 one that I share, is that, you know, if we're, we're going to get through to the heart of, of somebody that shares different views from us and try and get them to see things from our perspective, we have to have a conversation. We can't rule them off. Um, sorry, rule them out. So he's a really powerful example of somebody that's really putting his life on the line to, to talk to people and he proudly says that he's I think he says he's converted like 200 people to like leave the KKK so it, the, you know these conversations work he also has a he's done a uh, A meet, uh, what's it like an interview with what's our guy in this country the guy the, the newspaper guy uh, yeah the white blonde guy what's his name
1: white blonde guy
0: yeah hold on Sorry guys, this is really this is a really weak ending, you know. (laughs) Hold on, Daryl Davis, Russell Howard. Oh, (laughs) is he blonde? I thought he had brown hair. Daryl Davis on converting two hundred white supremacists to leave the KKK. So he did a a twelve-minute interview with, with Russell Howard. So I'll leave it there to kind of let you guys have a look at that and see, you know, how we can have these conversations. He's also done many interviews on this um and kind of talks through his perspective so let's on that note good convo
1: yeah a lot of food for thought i guess my main takeaway is that cancelling someone is like just having a a, a cheeseburger you know a quick flip but don't it's say not, that because now i want cheeseburgers it's not exactly the answer to 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 every question like in some cases yeah protect yourself and your mental health but in some cases, maybe it's just a case of readjusting and seeing if there's some way you can navigate yourself to the nearest Argentinian steak restaurant. Oh, because that's the God. level of satisfaction oh, you will get when you've somehow oh, no. managed to successfully convert someone or get them to understand your point of view. Oh. But and what if you're vegan? as we know, um, what that's if you're... A, it's a rarity.
0: What if you're vegan? If
1: you're vegan, then I'm guessing it'll be some like curly kale, oh, coconut.
0: You're so rude.
1: I don't know. That's, how is that rude?
0: Literally, kale I was vegan. Nice. You were with me like the whole time. Was I eating curly kale? No, kale I is was nice. eating good. I'm not slating. You're kale. acting like we're rabbits. You know. Okay. On that note, he really loves to take it to a level that none of us can understand, and and I, know I appreciate it. You know, like this is he, he sprinkles in his tomness, and <sighs> it confuses all of us. Love it. Thanks, Tom. Yeah, for real. <laughs> we are just not on your level. You're miles ahead. Okay, it's been real. Thanks, Tom. Okay, bye. Bye.